0: Hey everyone, welcome to We're In Between, a podcast that watches and discusses one episode of As Told by Ginger, in order, a week.
1: I'm Ashley. I'm Casey. And I'm Patricia.
0: And yeah, last time we told you who we were, but in case you need a refresher, Ashley and I are from the Friday Night Nicktoons podcast, and Patricia?
1: I am from Old School Lane, uh, both from the blog and from the YouTube
0: channel. And this is our second episode of the show. We are very excited. We had a great time last week, and hopefully you guys are still sticking with us. Uh, we have opened up a forum. Check that out on our Twitter pages. We'll have a link to that. And, uh, yeah, thanks as always for listening, and we're in between.
1: Someone once
0: told me the grass is much greener. I still need to watch all of this show in order.
1: There is a mixture of sadness, but at the same time there's a mixture of a little bit of humor, which you can definitely expect in this series. Every
0: character has multiple
1: dimensions,
0: really.
2: Obviously it's a scripted show, but they don't feel scripted. They feel real, they feel genuine.
0: If kids find value in things, I think there is value in them because it is art in its own way, and it is very important.
1: Whatever it is, just own it, you know? Love what you do and do what you love. If it's cool to you, then, you know, who cares about what the others say?
2: All right, this week we'll be discussing the second episode of the show called Carl and Maud. And in this one, continuing from last time, we see that Ginger has to do some community service work. So she ends up going to an elderly home where Carl ends up being there as well, meeting an elderly prankster by the name of Maud, which is a fascinating woman to say the least. And we also have Courtney inviting herself to Ginger's house for dinner, which has Ginger all sorts of concerned. So there's there's a lot of interesting dynamics.
1: Yeah, definitely. And and one of the greatest things about this show is his continuity. Immediately from the second episode, when it starts, they're heading over to the nursing home for community service because they were arrested for Ginger stealing the enter sign from the bank. And that was a follow-up to the previous episode.
0: I love the continuity as well, um, in multiple ways, because as we'll see, not in this episode, but... Later, later on, the eyeball comes back and uh, there are lots of little through lines that come up again and again throughout the show.
1: Right before the time of As Told by Ginger and a few occasional animated shows... There wasn't a lot of continuity with every single episode. Every single episode was standalone. It was episodic. So you can just watch any episode of any cartoon and you would be perfectly fine with it. You won't have to worry about character progression or storylines. Asshole by Ginger was like one of the first that really took the notion of why don't we continue where the last episode left off and build up upon it. And that's a great thing because, you know, it could have been just like any other, you know, cartoon that aired at the time in which it was just like, oh, um, you know, this happened, well okay, uh, we'll just fix it in some way. Like, when Carl gets his petrified eyeball stolen, I mean, he could have probably gotten it back when Blake was climbing up to the treehouse or Ginger was getting arrested. Maybe she could have, you know, said something and trying to get herself out of it and everything would have been back to normal. But no, one of the good things about it is that it keeps everything. It'll continue to stay that way throughout the series and it builds up upon it.
2: Yeah, I love that as well. The way that it has continuation, and I I do want to give it some credit for not being so much of a continuation that you can't watch the episodes out of order to an extent, you know, like, each episode is still, it still can stand alone, and you can still watch them, and it's still, you know, you understand it, but definitely I'm thinking, and part of the reason we wanted to watch it all so much is because of the continuation, to really understand the whole story as an arc.
0: Absolutely. So getting into the plot of this episode, we start, as we mentioned, with Ginger doing her community service time. She's bringing Carl around like a dog, which its you don't see him at first. It looks like he might just be an actual dog, like she's walking a dog for her service. But turns out it's Carl just being weird and Ginger has to watch him. Um, she goes to this uh, nursing home where uh, Carl meets an elderly woman named Maud, who is basically Ashley in retirement. Let's be honest. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think I would be a little bit more sane, perhaps.
0: Well, we'll check back in like 60 years.
2: <laughs> 60 years, guys. We'll be doing some kind of a Nicktoons
1: podcast still. Yeah, we'll be. be looking back fondly on Pig Go Banana Cricket or Fanboy and Top <laughs> Shops. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Patricia, I was gonna say pig, goat, banana, cricket. Specifically, that's so funny. Uh, but yeah, it's so it's actually really endearing how quickly Cla- uh, Carl takes to Maud. I just called him Claude, which might be their cop- couple name. Um, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if
1: there's like a fanfic online that ships them so hard.
0: God, but it's cute because they're yeah. both just it's big old cool. weirdos.
2: Yeah, it's it's a little uncomfortable their relationship. It gets it gets a little bit strange moments, but at the beginning, it's it's definitely very endearing. We we see that she's this kind of a prankster woman. She has a glove, like, a medical glove, filled with uh water that she's trying to drop on her insurance man or something along the lines of, and it, you know, she's just immediately, you can tell he's enamored by her. You know, that's what he wants to be when he's an old man, is still up to all the crazy antics, and it's, it's like I said, it gets a little uncomfortable towards the end, but at the beginning, it's, it's definitely a fun relationship. Them just kind of being ridiculous and being, you know, crazy together.
1: Yeah, and one of the weird moments in this episode is when Maude wants to get a drink. She takes out her dentures and she puts it into a glass and she pours cherry soda. She takes out her dentures and she hands the drink over to Carl. She's like, you're not grossed out by it, are you? And then he says... Maud Gross is my middle name. First name's Carl. And then Maud <laughs> just smiles and said, I think this will be the start of a beautiful friendship. So, yeah, it's like they're made for each other.
0: Yeah, they're really, it's it's really sweet and kind of creepy. Um, they, there's this great quote where, because the lady at the front desk warned them all about Maud, and Carl immediately wants to meet her, obviously, and he says, your reputation precedes you. And Maude says, "Reputation as what? A live wire." And then she opens the window and yells, "They ain't lying!" <laughs> oh, I love yeah. it.
2: Yeah, she definitely has a an energy that I I would be okay with having in el- my
1: old age. Later in the episode, we de- we get to see Ginger's experience of um, doing her community service. We see her at the bingo hall. And she's calling out numbers. And then there's this old woman who comes in with an electrical scooter. And she's, like, knocking Ginger's table. And she grabs her prize, which is a wax fruit basket. And she starts eating the wax fruit. And Ginger's saying, like, no, it's for decoration. And the lady's saying, oh, I want to do whatever I want. Leave me alone. When the the community service thing is over, Carl is enamored by uh, Maud, and he even wants to introduce her to Hoodsy, and Hoodsy's not really interested or excited about meeting up with Maud.
2: Yeah, we sort of immediately get a, a tinge of jealousy, which grows over time, but he kind of sees Maud as being immature which i think is a little bit uh hypocritical i feel like they have plenty of immature moments of their own but you you can tell he wants to just spend time with carl right he doesn't want carl to be spending all of his time with maude and i feel like in a strange way that's a that's a common dynamic right of people spending too much time with their significant others and it takes up more of their lives and you feel like you're losing your friend and all that and it's a it's a bit of an interesting situation because she's an elderly woman but the the concept is the same (laughs)
0: We, of course, can't go very long without Courtney getting involved in an episode of As Told by Ginger. I actually didn't realize how just how involved Courtney is in the show. I knew she was a character, but at least in these first couple episodes, she's like a major role in all of it.
1: Yeah, and the reason why Courtney's in this episode is because Courtney was so enamored with ginger being arrested for trying to rob a bank that she wants to get to know ginger more so she invites herself for dinner one of the things that i really do love um when after courtney is done talking to ginger uh she was talking to blake who's sitting there uh, with the remote control moving the tv and stereo up and down and she says like you know you you remember what mama always says you know even if you're you know, friends with a person, you have to be able to manipulate them and let them have – uh try to see if you can get it your way. And then she just smiles and says, you know, won't you be a dear and grab me my book bag? And then he just looks – he has this great face. And then yeah. he just walks over to get her book bag.
0: That's a great scene. And we – what I noted there is that all of the kids – are performing adulthood in this show. They're all either trying to be like their parents or just try to act like they're already adults and they're already independent. And none of them are. I think
2: that's pretty common of middle schoolers as well. Because you're... You just... You know, you want to be cool. You want to be grown up. I like that's when, like, a lot of girls start wearing makeup and stuff. So you start feeling like, oh, I'm so old. I'm so mature. Like, this is such a adult whatever. Which, whether or not you're mature in middle school is pretty pretty debatable.
1: So we have hoodsy meeting up with Maud for the first time and he is not interested. He's saying like I want to go. I don't even spend this much time with my grandma. Then we see the the plan that they want to do which is having Maud win a game of Crazy Eights and Carl is basically leading Maud into winning and saying like if she changes her deck, you know, to a heart because nobody else will have it, then she'll win the game. And when she puts it down, they just all flat out and leave, and she just wins and laughs, and, and Carl just laughs, and Hoodsy is just not caring about this.
2: Yeah, Hoodsy's upset. He seems almost, like, morally upset. He's like, you guys are cheaters, and he just leaves, and, you know, it's it's, again, it's just that situation of when there's somebody who's in one of your friends' lives that you don't get along with, and you just don't want to be a part of it. Definitely relatable, definitely not an exact situation I've ever been in, but you you feel the dynamic for sure. Then we, we lead over to Dodie and Macy are helping Ginger get ready for the dinner, or at least helping her get her house ready, and they're trying to, like, hide embarrassing things and trying to make it all seem, like, you know, good enough for Courtney, because Courtney's just, you know, she's like the queen of the school. And... There's this picture of Ginger, like, sitting on the toilet that's, like, on top of their, like, right above their fireplace. And, like, to be honest, I feel like that would be something that I probably wouldn't want to be around either.
0: Yeah, it is pretty embarrassing. And at the same time, we see Courtney, and Miranda is coaching Courtney on what this is going to be like. And Courtney says, help me pick out my outfit. I want a look that says, I don't want to look like I'm better than you, but I am. (laughs) And I love that. So self-aware.
1: Yeah, and another thing that even, what was even brought up by both uh, Ginger, Dodia and Macy, and with Miranda was that, you know, Ginger has ponies, toy ponies, in her room. And I just kind of find that hilarious looking back on it now because, I mean, we're in a day and age where My Little Pony Friendship is Magic is a big phenomenon, and now she wants to either hide it or, you know, showcase it to her room because she's embarrassed by it. And also, I just find it hilarious that, um, you know, they're organizing the house and they're making sure that everything's nice. You have, you know, obviously the picture of Ginger sitting on the potty and then there's the apple brown Betty stain. And one of the things I really do like is when Ginger turns off the lights, there's a disco ball on her ceiling. And when she turns it off, there's like lights flashing on it. Uh, I definitely think
2: that was one of the things. uh, It's kind of cool to have a disco ball in your room as a kid. So she does have, you know. Some kind of things going on for her at least.
0: One thing this show gets right all the time is the A and the B plot intersecting beautifully. Rugrats does it well, too. And in this episode, it's great because Courtney and Maud both end up coming over, and it's just a, a total comedy of errors.
1: Uh, it is like one of the most disastrous meetings ever. And then Ginger, when she finds out that the guest that Carl has invited over for dinner is not a sweet little girl who has an early curfew, but is an old woman who is like crazy and she coughs a lot. And then immediately Courtney is over and then Ginger just sags and says, this is my life. Yeah, you
2: feel for her. And to be honest... With all of Carl's antics, I can see being a little bit like, "Wow, this is this would happen to me. This is how things are going to go." And it's you—you you feel the discomfort. But I mean, Courtney is weirdly—you know—she deals with it pretty well. Again, because of her fascination, she like has a camera. She's taking pictures of this. This is like a a tourist event for her, and she asks like, "Oh." Can I have a walking tour of your house? Which, like, in my life, none of my friends have ever asked for a walking tour of my house. It's very Courtney. A very Courtney thing to do.
1: Yeah, and then we have Maude and Carl sitting together, and Lois, they're, they're just talking how they were enamored with one another. And then one of my favorite double entendre jokes was when Maude talks to Lois and says, So, Lois ever think about grandchildren and you're thinking about oh no and then lois just like runs away and then the joke ends up with because i want to show you a picture of mine it's like wow yes
0: and yeah maude just doesn't hold back obviously the entire dinner and uh there's also a running joke or line in the show where they say i've got to see a man about blank in this one, Lois says, I've got to see a man about some mushrooms, excuse me, when she goes to check on the mushrooms in the oven. I think, is, is that right, Patricia? It, no. it is, it's
1: its pretty uh. reoccurring
2: yeah. Yeah, so we are at the dinner table. They also decided to tell Courtney that Maud is their grandmother, right, for dealing with things. Maud's just going crazy. She, she just starts, like, digging into the food. It's like a, a brisket, and she just yeah, takes, sure. she takes, like, massive quantities of this. She's, like, inhaling this food. I don't know what's up with this woman. But Carl, of course, is just even more enamored with her than ever because she can eat so much food, and apparently that's... I mean, in Carl's world, a positive trait.
0: Yeah, obviously. And Courtney claims when she sees Lois that she's just like the moms on TV. And she totally sees them as a TV show, like sitcom family. And she thinks they're all faking it, too. She thinks that they're all just sort of performing their roles like they do in her family. But the Foutleys are far more genuine. They're weird, but they're genuine.
1: And then we have the scene in which when Hoodsy comes over to the house and he wants to talk to Carl, he tells him about how he doesn't still feel right about, you know, him and Maud together. And then Carl approaches him and says, like, don't worry, Hoodsy, you know, you're, nobody's going to take your place. You're my best friend. But Maud is my woman. And he then gives him a box and says, is this for me? And he's like, no, but open it and check it out. And it's a ringworm. I, I mean, it's like a worm shaped like a ring.
0: And then this episode takes a really dark turn.
2: Out of nowhere, too. I, I, like, didn't think it was real at first.
0: I thought for sure it was going to go a different direction.
2: Carl comes back in, right, and I don't even know if he does, but we flip back to them all at the kitchen table. Uh, We do get a joke by Lois where she's like, oh, she's on their father's side, really, because she's just being really uncomfortable. She's asking uh, Courtney to chew her food for her, and,
0: Ugh.
2: like, moments later, she just, like, falls face down onto the table, and she is dead. Genuinely.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, yeah, she's... Like, I, I thought maybe she just passed out or something? No. Like, that's... that really happened stunning.
0: Carl gives the eulogy. She gives she donates her gallbladder to Carl. It's all very dark and Carl's really shaken up about it.
1: Yeah, and then the episode ends with Hoodie saying, "Yeah, you wanted to go drop some water balloons up on the roof." And then he smiles and says, "I think Maud would have liked that."
0: Oh. Poor Maud.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I know that there's no fun fact segment on this podcast, but I actually do want to give one really quickly. So this episode is based off of a 1971 movie called Harold and Maude, in which a young man who's obsessed with suicide and death falls in love with an older woman who's enthusiastic. She looks at life positively. She loves life. And he starts falling in love with her and they have this wonderful relationship together.
0: Interesting. I see the parallels.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of differences. Like, for example, Maud in the movie is sweet, she's kind, and uh, Harold is um, a kid who's depressed and he drives a hearse and he just thinks of unique ways of dying and his mom and his uncle just don't even care about him. Like, you know, he's a rich kid who's just absolutely bored and his mom is trying to give him some purpose but he's just not interested and his uncle is a drill sergeant and when he meets up with Maud for the first time they he just has they just have this wonderful relationship and and in you know and also in the movie Maud passes away too but it's a more sadder note but uh, in the end of the movie Harold is more enthusiastic about life and he doesn't care about wanting to he doesn't care about death or suicide anymore, and it's a really nice movie. If any of you guys are interested in checking it out, I would recommend that you do. It's a really nice movie.
0: All right. Well, thanks for that, Patricia. And this is our second episode. It's, uh, oh, we got to do our yay or nay. I'll, I'll give this one a yay as well. I hope I don't end up just giving them all. No, I, I
1: I think that there's going to be a few episodes in season one that you'll give some nay. So, yeah, I, I want to give this one a yay as well. Yeah, I, I will join the yay crowd.
0: Great. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. And next week, we'll have episode three.